Folks, I want to remind you again about our friends over at Canopy and their line of CBD products. I used to wake up several times during the night, which made it hard to get out of bed in the morning and left me really feeling less than myself all day. But I can tell you from personal experience, my sleep has dramatically improved since I started using Canopy Nighttime Blend. Now I sleep straight through the night and wake up refreshed every morning. If sleep isn't your issue, they have a variety of products that can help you out. If you struggle with muscle aches after a workout or a day out on the golf course, if you have first tee jitters or your knees lock up in your backswing, check out TryCanopy.com. That's T-R-Y-K-N-I-B-I.com. And look at their selection of tictures, creams, and gummies that can give you the edge after you exercise or while you're out on the golf course. And really, just make all of your days better. Their hemp is 100% grown in the U.S., and you know we love that. And when you choose Canopy, you are choosing prized harvest, expert extractions, and precision manufacturing with zero artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So if you need help sleeping through the night like me, relief from muscle aches, or the pressure of a busy day, give Canopy a try. Again, that's trycanopy, T-R-Y-K-N-I-B-I dot com. And if you use coupon code TNT, you're going to get 20% off your first order. Again, trycanopy.com. You're going to be glad you did. Thursday Night Tailgate, where the spotlight is always on the positive. Tune in Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time to hear your favorite NFL legends, players, and coaches sharing their stories. Now back to Chris and Bob. I wouldn't joke about anything else that happened to you tonight. Okay, now back with us here on Thursday Night Tailgate is Yale head football coach Tony Reno. Let me give you some background on Tony. He's from Oxford, Massachusetts. Played his college ball at Worcester State College, where he was a three-year starter at Free Safety. Helped them to two league championships. He graduated with a master's in health science. Started his coaching career as a defensive assistant at King's College in Pennsylvania. He went back and served as Worcester State's defensive coordinator from 1998 to 2002 and won the 2002 Aflac Coaches Magazine National Assistant of the Year Award. He moved over and did his first stint with Yale as their wide receivers coach in 2003 and then their defensive secondary coach from 2004 to 2008. From there, he went to Harvard to serve as the special teams coordinator and secondary coach from 2009 to 2011. He helped coach them to the undefeated Ivy League championship in 2011. Yale hired him back to be their 34th head coach in 2012, and he led them to an Ivy League title in 2017, their first outright league title in 37 years. They tied for first again in 2019, and yesterday was his birthday. Good evening, Coach Chris and Bob here. Happy birthday, and thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, fellas. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Thanks for the birthday wish. So, Coach, I want to start off by getting your thoughts on last season. You guys were streaky with your wins and losses. Dartmouth, Princeton, Harvard all had strong seasons. How do you catch up with them in 22? So, you know, coming into the year, I, mean, I think the thing that we've been able to do, um, and the credit goes to the players here, is that we've been able to to bring you know, football back to the expectations are you're playing and winning champions every year. You know, we're fortunate enough, as you mentioned, on in, in the opening uh, do that in 2017, 2019. I mean, that's our that's our expectation each year. Um, and, you know, it's a lofty one, but that's what the football should be. And last year was, you know, was not was not up to that level. You know, uh, we were in an average season um, for us. But there was a lot of growth in it. And I'm uh, very excited about where we're headed from here. Um, 
I do think we return as as a lot of you know, teams do. We return a, a really strong nucleus, and we've got some strong. Uh, we, we've had some strong performances so far in this off season by a lot of guys who played a good amount of football for us, and we've got some great leadership in our senior class. And just really excited for this team. Um, team's getting closer by the day, and really focused on winning moments. And um, you know, I think we've got a really good a really good start to the 2022 season. And just excited to see the guys go and, and see them improve each day. And Tony, how do you go about finding the kids that are not only great athletes, but the kids that also academically fit the profile for the school? You know, Bob, Chris, we you know, we're we, uh, we kind of have our, our our way of doing things. And, um, one of the things that is really important to us is guy, finding guys who really love the game of football. Um, you know, we might give an inch, or we might give a step, or we might give you know a little bit one area that you know may not equate to four stars or five stars or three stars. But um, what we've had success with, and we've won championships with, is we find guys who love it. You know, who who it's their passion. Um, who you know couldn't imagine playing, going to college and and, and getting education without playing. Division one football, and um, that's what we look for. It's really, it's really a hard thing to find in a sense where you know you you kind of have to turn away some guys that you might have a question about of, of you know how serious are they about this great game. But um, we've you know we, we've we've had a recipe here, and that's what we're looking for. And anyway, as you added, you know, they, they've got to have the academic credentials as well. Um, so I think our staff does a really nice job of of really turning over rocks and finding that needle in a haystack to make sure we find not only the right guy that can that can play ball at our level, but the right one that can fit our culture and what we're looking for. And Tony, talk about the rigors your players go through, first and foremost, to stay up to date with their studies, but then also practice and be in the weight room and, and do the things they need to do to be successful football players. How do they go about balancing those two things out? You know, it's, it's pretty interesting on um, I, I say it because I think a lot of a lot of folks don't quite you know quite think about it. So we spend the same amount of hours in football that you know, the University of Alabama, the University of Georgia, you know, and so on does. Um, our kids are Division One football players, but the difference is um, that they've got to they've got to handle the rigors of uh, of an Ivy League school and arguably you know the greatest school in the, in the world. Um, and you know, we've got. We've got just uh, just the same percentage of guys that are in engineering, that are in pre-med or pre-law, that are in economics, architects. Um, it's not just like our guys are, are finding the the, uh, the easiest, quote-unquote, easiest uh, major at, at a school like Yale. They're, they're doing everything. Um, so, you know, one of the unique things about Yale, when we recruit players, you can actually come here, play Division One football, and be an engineer. Um, you can go to med school. You can be an economics major. And there's very few schools in the country that can do that. So, um, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to our players and, and our university for setting up a structure and a model where if students can do both things and, and do it at a high level. Five questions for Tony. Yeah, Tony, thanks again for coming on. We, we enjoy you coming on each and every year. And regardless of the so-so season you had, it was a pleasure watching you guys play every week. But I wanted to get your opinion on this. The Yale football has been in the headlines uh, this past week for a couple reasons. First of all, Mike McDaniel, 
class of 05, becomes the head coach of the Dolphins. You had some nice things to say right after he got hired. He was he was playing here before you got here, Tony, but I just want to I want you to talk about your relationship with Mike and uh, what can we expect to him from him as a head coach. Sure, I'm really proud of Michael. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I came to Yale in 2003, and I came as a receivers coach, and Michael was a junior that season um, as, as a wide receiver. And, um, I mean, an incredible hard worker. I mean, I remember the first time I met him. Uh, just was really, really impressed with um, his presence and, and how really uh, excited about football he was and how he loved watching film, talking scheme, and talking uh, just the intricacies of of playing wide receiver, breaking down defensive backs, breaking down coverage, and, and, and doing all those things that you know really you don't really find that many juniors in in college are looking at. You know they're trying to look at the the small picture. Michael is looking at the macro and the and the big picture of, of everything. Um, so yeah, I was really impressed with that. And then working with him day in and day out, just a relentless, relentless hard worker. Um, in every, he was one of those guys. Was the first one at practice and the last one on the season. Um, you know, I can just, I can, I can remember Michael just being there, you know, doing ball drills at the end of practice with with anyone that would want to do it with him. Um, and more often than not, it was a guy named Chandler Henley who, who was our captain in 2006 and um, close friends. And, and, and you know, just being able to to watch him grow as a player and, and being able to. Uh, you know, to have him in my room um, on a day-to-day basis was great. And we've, we've stayed in close contact, and, you know, just uh, uh, moving back and forth this week a few times. And he spoke to our team last year and did an amazing job, just incredibly prepared. Um, so he's just, you know, it's, he's just one of those guys, who, you know, he has that, he has that ability to um, be relatable to anyone in the room and also just incredibly bright in, in the realm of football. And also in the news, Tony, uh, you hired uh, Dennis Dotton Carter this week, uh, a last assistant head coach, co-defensive coordinator. I know he spent time at UConn. Incredibly intelligent man. Uh, tell our uh, listeners more about this. I know you're very excited to bring him to Yale. Yeah, sure, sure am. You know, we, uh, you know, I was very proud. Our second, our second head coach um, left the staff this year. Joe Conlon went to Fordham mm-hmm. after the 2017 season, and Jordan Stevens. Who was our assistant head coach, D line coach? He um, became the head coach of the University of Maine. Um, and when Jordan left, obviously he went, he did an amazing job here. We we're looking for, you know, looking for someone that, you know, that had his type of ability on and off the field and as a developer of young men. And, um, you know, I had known Dennis for a while and, um, timing worked out well on his end and ours. We're just really, really, uh, really, for no better word to say, thrilled to have him join our staff. You know, as you mentioned, He's a he's an amazing person, um, you know, uh, an excellent football coach, recruiter. I just I, I feel strong that he's going to be a great developer of young men, and and and, and that's something we're looking for. You know, when I was hired by Yale in 2012, I sat down with Coach Coza. Um, I had said to you a few times before on the show that I was just so fortunate to have him as a a mentor um, when I you know when I was hired. And, and Coach Coza said to me, he said, he said, you know. Um, one of the things you want to look for when you hire coaches is hire guys who are great people, great men, and who are smarter than you at what they do. Um, and I've tried to, you know, stay with that model um, every, you know, with every hire we've had. And 
You know, and I think Dennis fits that, you know, that description perfectly. Coach, talk about um, how you spend time teaching your student or your uh, your players how to handle themselves off the field. We've got social media, and that that can be a dangerous place, a negative place at times. You've got people, I'm sure, there trying to interview the kids. You've got them, you know, going out and just being college kids, going, you know, to a bar or going out to, to dinner and all those sorts of things. How do you teach the kids how to keep themselves out of trouble? So, I mean, it, it, as you said, I mean, it's a, it's a very different time. You know, uh, yeah, I, you know, you, for all of us who were in college, you know, a while ago, I guess is the best way of saying it, where, you know, things were, Things weren't weren't quite uh, weren't quite as all in the open, and you know these these college students, whether they're student athletes or not, things are things are very public. Um, so one of the first things we say to the guys is, you know, our the most important thing um, for us is that we always represent our great university, you know, our football program, and I always say to them the the name on your back um, that uh, with with the utmost honor integrity um but you know one of the other things for us uniquely for yale is you know there's there's great opportunity for our players um they're you know the most recognizable guys on campus and um you know it's there's there there's 50 or 60,000 people that come to watch us play you know every other year and there's you know we're we're very fortunate to have the, the support um at our level of football from our university from our students student athletes um, and also our students in general, um, our greater community. So, you know, there's an obligation and a responsibility that we all have as players and as coaches to make sure that we we, we uh, uphold um, Yale and up Yale, hold the Yale football in our, in, in our family name each and every day. And, you know, it, it's something that we continually talk about. Um, I think our guys really understand it. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, they're perfect by any stretch of the imaginations, but, um, I do think that they understand how important it is to, to be able to have a, a unique opportunity to, to go to Yale. Um, I think one of the th- different things about our players is that, um, they understand that it's an incredible privilege for them to go to Yale. Um, it isn't a right, um, it's a privilege. Um, and with that, they handle themselves accordingly. Um, you know, when when we have an indiscretion or someone someone has a learn a moment of learning, uh, we address it. You know, we address it and we learn from it and, and we move on. Um, from the social media end of it, you know, I was talking to Steve Kahn. Steve has been at Yale for a long time. You know, he's done an incredible job. He's been a great friend. He said to me when I first started, he said, you know, if if the guys think of whatever they put in an email or on a tweet. Or on a uh, or on a on a post that would their grandmother be okay with them reading it? And if they think of it that way, would they would Graham be okay if she read I wrote this? She was that he said they might think twice. And I've really kind of used that all the way through. It's relatable to the guys. Bob, a couple more for Tony before we let him go. Yeah, Tony, I wanted to let you uh, brag about one of your. Uh players and uh, a guy like Zane Dudek, you know, he just finished his career at Yale and and over the last four or five years, Tony, every time I've gone down there and the team was ready to take, uh, to go into the bowl, you know, uh, you could see number 33 and he'd, he'd actually put out his hand 
and uh, say, how you doing, Bob? And, and, you know, he was just such a pleasant, welcoming man. And uh, I always look forward to just, you know, seeing him right before the games. But, uh, you know, and he always would end by saying, you have a great week, sir. And, you know, it just comes from the top, I think. But he's like that. And he's a guy, you know, in, 19, in 2017, I think he was the first true freshman to lead the league in rushing. And then, of course, in 18, he gets hurt. He's limited to a, just six games. 19, he comes back, plays really well. 20 is COVID, and then this year he gets hurt. Um, but, you know, I think in Yale Annals, Tony, he probably goes down as one of the better ones out there. I just wish I could have seen him play full schedules. But more than that, talk about the kid you saw. Is it that guy that I saw every time I met him in front of the bowl? Well, yeah, he, what, the, how you describe Zane Music exactly how he's been every moment since I've met him when he was a high school senior at Armstrong High School in Catanning, Pennsylvania. Um, Incredibly respectful, uh, you know, uh, a, just a, a real, real great guy. Um, and also, you know, a very driven football player, uh, a, a very, very bright student in the classroom, but just an incredibly respectful, incredibly, uh, incredibly uh, gracious um, person. And, and like you said, you know, Bob, I mean, he, I mean, gosh, I mean, I mean, he lit the world on fire in 2017 when he was healthy. I mean, he was running, you know, it was, it was just when he was putting together his highlight film for the scouts, I sat with him and, you know, just watching him when he was healthy was just, I mean, it was, I mean, it was just, it was beautiful to watch him run. Um, and then what happened was, you know, he had to get the turf toe injury and, you know, and, and he recovered it enough in 29. He had another really good season, helped us win an Ivy League championship. And then, like you mentioned, the COVID situation happened. And then, you know, this year he was, we we were uh, young up front. He he was grinding out with us, and, um, and then he was running a wheel route at UConn, and you know no one on him. He just broke his leg running running a wheel route on air, mm-hmm. um, and it was just you know, it was tragic. Um, but you know as much of it had pained him to you know really have another injury filled season. I mean he was an even better leader, um, and and developing our young backs and and helping our guys. And, Helping the old line develop and just being an incredible leader on the team. I mean, it just speaks volumes about him as a person. But you know, as you said, he he graduates as the 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 leader in yards per carry. Um, so I mean, he'll he'll go down as a leader in yards per carry. And when you're talking about guys like you know guys like Dick Duran and and um, you know Tyler Varga, um, Mike McLeod, um, you know, just just some you know an amazing. Uh, amazing guys, you know that that did it while they were at Yale. Rich Diana, I mean, there's there's a uh, you know to be mentioned in that same conversation as one of the best that played at Yale. I mean, that's a pretty lofty, it's a pretty lofty group of guys. Last question, Tony. I mean, Nolan Grooms, he took over your quarterback duties a few games into the season as a sophomore. He had some rough games toward the end of the year, but this is a freakishly good athlete, tremendous baseball player before he arrived at Yale. A guy who can throw and run. Uh, tell us about his plans going forward. Yeah, we're really excited about Nolan. One of the things um, that really drew us to Nolan in the recruiting process was was his dual threat ability. And you know what we had with Kurt Rawlings was a guy who could the guy who could run and throw and could you know uh, could get himself out of trouble, extend plays. And you know Nolan has that same ability. Um, as you mentioned, you know, the end of the year wasn't quite as good as 
some of the games in the middle where he was actually conference player of the week and two of the, the two of the five starts he had, um, and arguably could have been it in one of the other ones, but he learned a lot near the end of the year. And, um, you know, I, uh, a lot of those moments, I think they're, they're going to be, as we look back on it, um, you know, in two years from now, after he finishes, um, I think they're going to be really important moments for his growth and development. And, you know, he's a son of a coach, um, and a high school coach. And so I, I feel strongly that he's going to continue to grow and develop. And we're really excited about, about him and really excited about his future with us. And, um, I, I think we're going to see a really good, you know, a, a really good growth period for him this spring. And that obviously, uh, you know, a guy who's the under center as a junior who's got five starts under his belt, which is going to be a great thing for Yale football. Coach, before we let you go, let our listeners know, how can we stay up to date with all the great things that you're doing and follow the team, whether it's uh, online or over social media? Sure. Um, you know, I think the two best ways for us are, you know, some folks like to um, look at the website, um, yellbulldogs.com. Um, it's just re- recently been, it's been, recently been uh, not only updated, but um, completely restructured in 20, 2020. Um, and Mike Camberdell leads that charge. And then for us, really the, the best way for, for, for folks, uh, to keep up with us is our, our Yale football Twitter account. Um, and that's definitely the, we have Yale football Twitter and Yale football Instagram and both of those are, um, you know, day in and day out, we're posting on those to, to keep not only our, our recruits and our alumni and our fans, um, all three entities, uh, really up to date with what's going on with the team. Well, Coach, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and be a part of the show. We wish you a, a heck of a lot of luck. We're obviously following you. Bob is there all the time. Uh, we hope everything goes well over the spring and the summer, and we look forward to catching up with you again next season. Great, Tony. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks, Bob and Chris. Have a great night. You, you too. too. Thanks, care, Coach. Coach. That is Yale head football coach Tony Reno. What a great guy, Bob. Yeah, so he's, again, one of the classier guys uh, you'll find, not because I know him well, but uh, you can see what kind of program he, um, he he leads, Chris, and that that program is in very good hands, trust me. Absolutely. All right, we've got our next guest, Rocky Blyer, hanging on the line. We're going to get to Rock right on the other side of this real quick station break. <laughs> 